0: If uh, you want to turn to Luke 19, I'm going to read there in just a little bit. Luke 19. I want to kind of talk for just a sec before we read. Christ healing community. Christ healing community. That's our mission as a church. That's why we exist. It's what motivates us. To see Christ healing individuals, but our community. The question is, what does that mean? And I want to kind of summarize it for you here briefly. And then the the message this morning is going to be talking about it. But what it means is that Christ is the foundation. He's our foundation. He's the beginning, the end. He's our Savior. He's our Lord. We aren't about a generic God or higher power or being spiritual. We're about Jesus. Jesus being our Savior, our Lord, our Redeemer, our hope, our life, our peace, our joy. We're about Jesus. And and we believe that Jesus is about our healing and our delivering and our restoring and our saving and our forgiving and our freeing. That That we aren't here just to learn we 're not here to become Bible scholars, so we can you know win a Bible trivia contest, um, but we 're here to be changed into jesus 's likeness and and experiencing the freedom that he came to set us free to enjoy and it 's for us to experience together as a community. And within our community and within the communities that we live, together experiencing what Jesus has come to do, set free, deliver, and bring hope. That's what we're about. Um, So to understand this better, we're going to look at um, the story of Zacchaeus this morning. That's in Luke 19, 1 to 10. It's a familiar story. In fact, this is what I remember when I think of Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was a wee little man and a wee little man was he. He climbed up in a sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. And the Lord said, you come down for I'm coming to your house today. For I'm coming to your house today. I'm not going to sing my whole message in case you wonder. <laughs> so, how many of you have heard that song? Raise your hand. Okay, that was a test and a bunch of you failed it because you all just heard the song. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. So, hopefully you'll do better with the next test. But why we're going to look at Zacchaeus this morning being a, a really familiar story to a lot of us is that it's good because i think sometimes stories like zacchaeus we hardly pay attention to them and and what they're teaching us and what's really happening to zacchaeus and what's really what jesus is really doing and and how a community is being impacted because it's such a familiar story and we just think oh this little guy climbed in a tree and jesus and said i'm coming to your house and and we don't really see what Jesus is trying to teach us through the story. And I think that's what often happens in our, our Christian lives. I think sometimes it becomes way too easier for, for us just to, you know, come on Sundays or, or read our Bibles or remember Bible stories or or be able to regurgitate Bible information without that truth impacting us and changing us and healing us and transforming us as it's intended to do. It's not just intended to be information on our heads. It's intended to be transformation that's worked out in our lives and in our communities. And and that's why at the beginning of every year, we just remind ourselves again, say, this is what we want to be. And hopefully, Seeing it worked out throughout the year, but what we want to be is we want to be a people who are about Jesus, Christ changing our community, our lives and our community. So if you have your Bibles, I'm going to read Luke 19: 1 to10, the story, and then we're going to we're going to talk about it. Luke 19: Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. So he came down at once and welcomed Jesus gladly. Well, all the people saw this and they began to mutter, Pff, "He's gone to the to be the guest of a sinner." But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, "Lord, look, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay." Back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save what was lost. So before we look at the story, I want to ask a couple of questions to get you thinking about the story and, and why what is happening is happening. These are the two questions. I want you to think about them. The first one is, what would make Zacchaeus, a Jew, decide to work for, as a tax collector for the Romans the despised and hated Romans what would make a Jew <coughs> decide to work for the hated Romans and as a result to be considered a traitor by his people for doing so what would make somebody do that and as we look at the story i want to i want to say, I think it might be because he was a man in pain that was driven to do what he did because of his pain. Question number two, why would Zacchaeus, a proud and wealthy tax collector, humiliate himself in the eyes of all of his fellow Jews by climbing a tree with all the people watching. I mean, that'd be humiliating, this proud and despised tax collector. What would make him humiliate himself in front of all these watching people? I believe it's because he was a desperate man. You know, one of the things about us that we're really good about is hiding our pain, isn't it? Hiding our desperation. We're going to talk about it as we go through here. But what I want, so so what I'm going to do this morning is I'm going to try to imagine what's going on with Zacchaeus. and And maybe I'm imagining wrong, but I'm attempting to imagine what is going on with Zacchaeus to help us understand what Jesus does to him and how it impacts him. Because all of us, most of us, this morning are probably carrying some kind of private pain or desperation, whether it's us personally or our families. It has to do with well uh, sickness or, or jobs or relationships. And, and what we want to see this morning, in, in the same way that that Zacchaeus was healed by Jesus, changed by Jesus, that's what Jesus wants to do in us. And not only in us, but 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 in others through us. And and kind of like the ripples as a rock is thrown into the water in a way that it ripples and it, it spreads out to where increasingly our community is changed uh, by the power of Jesus. So Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. I think Zacchaeus had heard one too many times hey shorty pint sized half pint little man or whatever else he was used to being called growing up shorter than everyone else and and he would laugh along with everybody else on the outside but I'm guessing that he quit laughing on the inside. Why did everyone have to make such a big deal about his size? What was wrong with being short? It wasn't his fault. What was the big deal? Was it a crime to be short? Had he done something wrong to be short? Was it a curse to be short? It seemed like it. And it hurt. It's like, why couldn't anybody just call me Zacchaeus? And just like it's hurt some of us here this morning, even though we might not admit it, just like it maybe hurt you, and it's, it's cruel growing up, isn't it? It can be. Just like it hurt some of you to, to grow up being called four eyes or beanpole or like Anne of Green Gables carrot because <laughs> of your red hair or, or to have blonde jokes told about you, or ethnic jokes, or fat jokes, or skinny jokes, or poor people jokes about where you grew up or how you grew up. So I'm imagining that Zacchaeus grew up the butt of the jokes. He was never the one who was chosen to be on the team because he was too short and who wanted Zacchaeus to be on their team because then their team would lose. He never showed his hurt. He just kept shoving it deeper and deeper. You know, different people respond differently to pain, don't they? We all respond differently to pain. Some of us, because of our pain, have become angry. Some of you here this morning are angry. There's a lot of angry people in the world, aren't there? I I shared several weeks ago about a road rage experience I experienced uh, that was terrifying. Um, And then I talked to Darren Davis, and he experienced a road rage experience that was absolutely terrifying. Um, And as a result of the anger in our world, because of the Pain inside of us. There's there's all kinds of abuse and domestic violence and horrific crimes that we see in our news every day. On the other hand, some of us uh, respond to our pain by hiding it, not by being angry, but by kind of hiding it, um, closing in on ourselves emotionally and becoming timid and fearful and anxious and. And, and just struggling with our self image and maybe living in depression and discouragement. Um, I think Zacchaeus, again, I'm imagining, responded in a third way. And I think it's a third way that, that a lot of us, and, and, and I kind of growing up was a combination of this and the closing in on myself. That's how I grew up, handling pain. I think Zacchaeus became an extrovert, the class clown. You know, he was the life of the party. No one would have ever guessed that every time someone made fun of him again for being short, it was like digging a knife in again and twisting it because he would just cover it up with a joke. Everybody just thought he was funny, though he was hiding his pain. Well, Because Zacchaeus had such a great personality, he thrived at everything he did. And and so he was able to get almost any job that he wanted. And, And a job became available working for a Roman businessman. And even though it was looked down on by his fellow Jews, for Zacchaeus he thought, man, what a great opportunity. Good money and an opportunity to get back and my fellow Jews who have been hurting me and causing me pain all these years. And, and before long, because he did so well at his work and the Romans saw that he could be trusted, he was offered a job as a tax collector, collecting Roman taxes from his own people. What a great way to get back, you know, at his own people. Zacchaeus, I think, took delight in the dirty looks that he got from his friends who knew he was ripping them off, charging high interest, getting rich off of them, but unable to do anything about it because he worked for the Romans. And so Zacchaeus grew richer and richer, wealthy, eventually becoming the chief tax collector in Jericho. You know, it seemed like he had it made, an important position, all the money that he could ever want, and... And all the while, kind of a subtle way of getting back for all this hidden pain that he was experiencing from all those years. Go ahead and call me short. I'll just short you of your money. (laughs) It's kind of the way Zacchaeus thought. But you know, the reality was, like it is for us, Zacchaeus was miserable. He had no friends. Well, of course he had friends. I mean, people that he partied with. Friends, right? Yeah. People who were friendly to him, hoping to get some money from him. No. He knew he really didn't have any friends. He was alone with his important position and all of his money alone. He knew how his old friends talked about him. Well, before it was shorty and short stuff. And, but now it was sinner. That's how they talked about him behind his back. To his own people, he was a traitor. He was a thief. It's like he had it all. He had the dream. He was living the dream. But he had nothing. He had nothing. What was he to do? Was there any hope? For Zacchaeus, outwardly a traitor and inwardly tortured. And maybe that's where some of you are this morning. Is there any hope for me because of my pain that I've been hiding? Well, for Zacchaeus, there would be no help from the Romans. They just saw him as a tool to get money from his own people collecting taxes. There would be no help from his own people. They detested him and despised him. They hated him as a traitor, one collecting taxes for the Romans. And you know, maybe worst of all, there would be no help from the religious leaders, the priests to whom he was simply a sinner to be shunned and avoided. Well, Zacchaeus knew that at this point many of his fellow Jewish tax collectors uh, had turned to alcohol (laughs) to drown the pain or had ended 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 it in suicide. The pain was just too great and there was nowhere to turn. Never had someone looked so good and successful on the outside and been so full of pain on the inside. And maybe that's the way people would perceive you. Then one day, While he was at work, he overheard some people standing in line, waiting to pay their taxes, talking about a rabbi called Jesus. They talked about him like he was some kind of a miracle worker, healing lepers and and lame people and blind people. They, They talked about him like he was a deliverer, delivering people, men and women, possessed by demons and setting them completely free. And then he perked up his ears. They talked about him like he was a a rabbi, unlike any other rabbi who actually cared about all people. He heard them talk about a a woman who was about to be stoned, condemned by the religious leaders as an adulteress, and and because of Jesus' compassion, she was spared. He heard about a Samaritan woman that Jesus reached out to. (laughs) A dog Samaritan. And Zacchaeus wondered, was there hope for him? A tax collector? Well, pretty soon it it became clear that, that this rabbi Jesus was going to come to Jericho. And every day, people in, in line waiting to pay their taxes were talking about him. He was the talk of the town. Some people said that he forgave sins. Others, that he, he'd raised somebody from the dead. Others, that he claimed to be the promised Messiah that they'd all been waiting for. You know, some of the people made fun of him. Some wondered about him. Zacchaeus' curiosity and And hope was growing, but he was a tax collector, a traitor. Could this Jesus even care about him? But the next day, he heard something that made his heart stop. (laughs) You know, it was meant as a cutting remark by an angry man knowing that Zacchaeus was about ready to rip him off with exorbitant interest, But it made him stop breathing. What did you say? Zacchaeus asked. The man retorted, I said, there might even be hope for you, you weasel Roman loving tax collector. Those aren't my words. Did you not hear that one of Jesus' closest followers, I think is Matthew, used to be a cursed tax collector like you some rabbi he has showed himself to be hanging out with scum like you maybe you should join his band of merry followers when he comes to town tomorrow well, zacchaeus could hardly breathe jesus a friend of tax collectors jesus coming to jericho tomorrow he had to see jesus it was it was his only hope But there was only one problem. He was short. He was short. And the crowds would be crazy thronging the streets to see Jesus and touch him. Everyone hoping for some kind of a miracle of healing in their own life. Everyone hoping to see Jesus and experience his healing. Zacchaeus knew he had to make a plan. He knew what he would do. He knew the perfect tree along the route going through t- town. It was a sycamore fig tree with branches that were just low enough for Zacchaeus to be able to climb up and maybe providing just enough covering of leaves to keep him from people's eyes. <laughs> but what did it matter? What, what people would say or think if Jesus was really who people were saying he was. Well, Zacchaeus could hardly sleep that night. Was he being a fool? Would he even get to see Jesus? Would Jesus even give him a glance in his direction? And doubts and questions ran through his mind. I think the same doubts and questions that, that run through our minds as we struggle with our inward pain and wondering if there's any hope of it being healed. Well, the day dawned and everyone was excited. All the businesses closed down. Everyone was going to be alongside the road passing through the town for a glimpse of Jesus. And the text says, So Zacchaeus ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore fig tree to see Jesus since Jesus was coming along that way. And when Jesus reached the spot, it says Jesus looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. Can you, can you believe? I mean, Zacchaeus couldn't believe what he was hearing. Jesus called his name. Did you get that? Zacchaeus. And Zacchaeus' thoughts had to be just whirling. He knows my name. He must know everything about me. He knows who I am. He knows I'm a tax collector. He knows I'm a traitor. He knows my pain. He knows everything about me. And he said that he must stay at my house today. He knows my name, and he wants to come to my house, the house of a sinner. Well It says that Zacchaeus came down at once and welcomed Jesus gladly. He had to be overwhelmed by, by the thoughts of forgiveness and acceptance that Jesus was showing him as he called his name and came to the house of a man that none of his fellow Jews would enter because of what he was considered to be a sinner. Well, as we look at the, the text, every, everyone wasn't so excited. Um, it says, when the people saw this, they began to mutter. I like that word, mutter. <laughs> and this is what they muttered. He has gone in to be the guest of a sinner. None of them would ever go into Zacchaeus's house. But wait. This is what's incredible. Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Look, Lord. Here and now, I give half of my possessions to the poor, and i if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. That's incredible. You know, the law only required the repayment to be the original amount plus one-fifth, 20%. So if if you cheated someone of, you would have to repay them $120. Good job. (laughs) $120. But Zacchaeus is proposing $400. That's repentance. That is genuine repentance from a man who has been overwhelmed by the love and the forgiveness and the acceptance Of Jesus. I mean, there's no doubt about it. It hit Zacchaeus where it mattered the most his money, right? It's kind of where it matters the most to most of us. Where it was obvious the transformation and the healing of his pain and his hurt and his bitterness and his anger, the healing that had taken place through Jesus' love and acceptance and forgiveness. Because instead of wanting to take, he now just wanted to give. Notice Jesus' response. Jesus said, Today, salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. <coughs> salvation has come to this house. This wasn't just a, a passing you know, moment of, Social conviction and feeling like he needed to repay some money. Salvation, meaning deliverance, forgiveness, freedom, hope, life, were now his because he had seen Jesus. And Jesus had forgiven him and welcomed him and embraced him. All the years of hurt and pain. (coughs) Excuse me. All the years of hurt and pain... This must be the important part for you to hear. All the years of hurt and pain and anger and bitterness... Were washed away in the love and the welcome, embrace of Jesus. He was forgiven. He was loved. Thank you. Isn't that incredible? Jesus calls him a son of Abraham. <clears throat> meaning like Abraham many years before who believed God and was called righteous, right with God. Jesus is calling Zacchaeus, that same man of faith who is now right in his relationship with God. A traitor, a thief, a sinner, right with God. Zacchaeus, Was a man who had put his faith and hope in the only one who could heal his pain and offer him forgiveness and hope, Jesus. Notice the punchline as Jesus concluded the encounter. Jesus says, For the Son of Man, Jesus referring to himself, came to seek and to save what was lost. That's why he came. Jesus saying, That's why I came. I came to restore what was lost because of sin. Our intimacy with God, our joy, our peace, our forgiveness, our our life, our freedom. I came to restore that, what was lost. And you know, what we don't see in the text as the text ends there is what I think were the ripples in the water from the rock that was Zacchaeus. As Zacchaeus' life was changed, I mean, dramatically transformed, half of his possessions to the poor, four times what he had cheated, given to those who had cheated him, that Zacchaeus's transformed life rippled out and one after another after another lives became changed through Zacchaeus. I mean, think about it. Think about the headlines in the Jericho morning News. Sleazy, weasel, tax collector makes things right. I mean, that's what the media does, right? Yeah. Sleazy, weasel, tax collector makes good. I mean, think about the impact on the people he repaid 400% of what he cheated them. Think about the impact on the poor to whom he gave half of his wealth. His money meaning nothing. All he wanted to do with his money was just to pour it out in love and generosity for what Jesus had done for him. I mean, think of the impact on his Roman bosses who are trying to figure out what happened to Zacchaeus. Think of the impact on his neighbors to whom he starts being nice. I mean, he starts inviting them over to his house for dinner and and even helps weed their gardens. That's imagination, right? Think about how people don't have to worry about being cheated anymore by Zacchaeus. They know that what they owe is all they're going to have to pay. And they also know that if they can't afford to pay their taxes, there's a good chance that Zacchaeus might chip in out of his wealth and help them pay their taxes. And so one man's healing ripples out and becomes another man's healing, another woman's healing, a whole community experiencing the overflowing healing and and forgiving and saving and transforming power of Jesus. That is why we exist as a church. That's what we want to be known for. That's what we want to exist for is that one after another as we, you and I experience the healing, transforming power of Jesus, like Zacchaeus did. That's why Jesus came. That's why he died. That's why he rose again. Is that he could heal our hurts. He could forgive our sins. He could he could change us and transform us. Like Daniel referred to last week like that caterpillar that becomes the butterfly that's the picture in scripture of the transformation that Jesus wants to work in our lives if you're here this morning and you need his healing physically emotionally relationally spiritually I encourage you like Zacchaeus look to Jesus he's the healer And if if you'd like to talk to one of us, we'd love to talk to you and pray with you today to see Jesus healing. And if you want to be a part of bringing the healing of Jesus to our community, you're in the right place. That's why we exist, to bring the healing of Christ to our community. He's the only one that can do it. Jesus. Let's pray. Father, ah, what an incredible gift that we remembered this past Christmas. You gave your one and only son, Jesus, who came and, and lived and, and experienced our pain and our suffering and went to the cross to pay for our sin and rose again victorious that we could experience healing In Him. Oh, Father, I pray for all of us here this morning, every one of us individually, that you would open our eyes and our hearts to know that the healing that we so desperately need, each one of us, is available in Jesus. And for those that we live next to and work alongside of, oh, Father, help us this year afresh to be a a community of believers who bring the healing of Jesus to one another, and to those around us. Thank you, Father. Amen.